she she took another mad bong hit and now has uh, there's even more smoke yeah so Zana ripped ripped a big one from her bong and hey, actually uh, like, it out. so Kinda. so me uh referring to these towers as bongs kind of fits because this is like a fucking cloud of smoke that makes people start laughing uncontrollably when and it gets bigger it. and bigger yeah it gets bigger and bigger that that's a good point is this just like the writers slipping in a bong reference canon the xanadu cloud is fucking bong smoke canon prove me wrong <laughs> Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Laser Comb Podcast, the weekly show where we comb through random episodes of classic TV shows with a fine tooth laser. I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. Yeah, I'm your other host, Neo Cal. And this week on the Laser Comb Podcast, we are uh, reviewing a show as chosen by one of our patrons. Mm -hmm. uh, if you mm -hmm. want to pick a show for us to talk about on this podcast, uh, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, and uh, you can uh, thrust uh, content... Uh, All over like, our faces. ...like this uh, upon us, whether we want whether we like it or not. Um, so uh, this was chosen by one of our uh, $10 patrons, longtime patron of uh, Lasercomb Productions, uh, Bemuse Horseman. Shout out to him. Uh, yeah, he's been... He's been, he's, been with for... a, he's been with us for a while now. I only launched the uh, Patreon, I think, like maybe four or five months ago, but uh, he's been with us pretty much. He was one of the initial subscribers, so... Uh, yeah. Uh, Thanks, man. We we appreciate it. You uh, you interact with us on Twitter a lot, and uh, yeah, you're a fan, and we love you. And um, with that being said, uh, I I'm yes. gonna preface this uh, a little bit. Um, again, bemused horseman, we 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 love you and appreciate your uh, your your support of this and the various other podcasts that we do. But um, we, uh, I, I can't speak for my illustrious co-host, uh, NeoCal, but um, I'm not going to be very kind to this show. And uh, what was that? <laughs> um, and I will say, uh, Bemused Horseman did say on, uh, he did tweet at me that uh, basically, woof. You guys landed on uh, the the random number generator landed on one of the worst episodes of this show. <laughs> that, um, that's how it works, right? That is how it works. Uh, so he he asked us not to to judge the entire series based on this episode, uh, and I definitely went into watching this with that in mind. Uh, however. Okay, so <laughs> I'm trying to be really nice here. Uh, another thing I'm going to preface uh, talking about this episode with is uh, this episode uh, 
and what episode are we talking about? I guess I should actually mention that. We are talking about the 15th episode of Code Lyoko Laughing Fit. Code Lyoko. Code Lyoko. Code Lyoko is the show we're talking about. 15th episode, Laughing Fit. It originally aired on December 10th, uh, 2003. So... What is Code Lyoko, really? Before we get into that... Um, this is clearly a show for children, as is a lot of the shows that we talk about on this and our various other podcasts. But yeah, it is worth noting that I was almost 19 years old when this originally aired. So I wasn't watched. Let's let's just say I wasn't watching Code Lyoko in December of 2003. OK, uh, so I'm I'm definitely. I don't have any childhood reverence for this, and that's that's fine. You don't always need to. I've we we've seen things on even this very podcast. Uh, the, the, the first one. episode, the first episode of this podcast. Um, uh, oh. uh, uh, I'm completely blanking on the name now. The dark design, dark oracle. That's it. Ah, we got there. <laughs> dark dark oracle. I uh, I'd never even heard of that show uh, prior to starting this podcast but you know what it i thoroughly enjoyed it and it's from around this time yeah yeah it it was surprisingly good um so with that what do you got against the french (laughs) christopher what do you have against the french that's what i want to know uh well i i'm part english part norwegian so so a lot against the french okay i (laughs) Uh, so, uh, yeah, so Code Lyoko was a series that ran for a total of 97 episodes. Uh, it ran from 2003 to 2007? Yes, 2007. Uh, September 3rd, 2003 to November 10th, 2007. And it is about a bunch of high schoolers who, uh, jack into the Matrix if you will, they go into a virtual world and they're guided by some kind of virtual AI. Um, this show is notable. And indeed, like I had heard of this show prior to it being pitched to us by Bemused Horseman. The reason why I'd heard of it was because uh, Reboot, uh, another show we talk about on a, another podcast that we do, uh, Alphanumeric, uh, which is coming back very soon. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Um, but Reboot had a follow-up series a few years back now in like 2018 called Reboot the Guardian Code. And it was uh, a- accused wholesale, like just across the board, uh, including by the creator of Code Lyoko, of being a straight ripoff of this series. So... That was how I had first heard of this show. And indeed, I do definitely after I, I've watched like the first like half dozen episodes of Reboot the Guardian Code. And now I've watched this one episode of Code Lyoko. And I definitely do see some similarities with the the like overall plot and concept. I would need to watch both in their entirety. Not going to happen, by the way. Um, but I would need to. <laughs> I would need to watch both in their entirety. To yep. <laughs> accurately say, this ripped this off. Or, eh, similar ideas. There's always overlap, right? Like, the second person to write a novel 
about a murder mystery wasn't ripping off the first guy that wrote it and now there's thousands right like it right you right. have to wonder like because of the um the internet was emerging and becoming a household thing right you have to wonder it's like oh but what if we could go inside what about virtual reality there's going to be overlap there right and and when do you compare it to like did the matrix rip this off did this rip off the matrix did, did this rip off layers. tron did tron did the matrix reboot? rip off did, tron did, did tron reboot rip, off, rip off tron did, like, did did tron rip off um do androids dream of electric sheep i <laughs> when right uh aka um, blade runner like when so it, it's a rabbit hole but like i said but maybe it, it completely does and i don't know as someone who has now seen like i said one episode of this and about six or so episodes of reboot the guardian code for a team of four high schoolers who enter into a computer simulated world and they have a like ai companion helping them out that is a that is personified as a teenage girl oh it's okay both, well, both, both of those shows both both of those shows have that going on and do they so, go into a chamber to like digitize themselves i think they do actually oh okay yes <laughs> it's kind of feeling like that's a little too similar are they french uh they're canadian which is close enough the worst french <laughs> the fake french the fake french uh apologies okay. to any uh french canadian listeners out there although they the, the any french canadian listeners would absolutely they they make the same jokes is what i'm trying to stutter out here <laughs> uh i i i may have a certain fancy for uh for french canadian ladies is uh uh, is all I'm gonna say. So I don't want to, I don't want to um, alienate that hillbilly French too much, as, as real French people like to say. <laughs> uh, Why is there always like jokes in the media growing up, especially in the '90s, about like French women not shaving and being hairy? Um, you recall that? Yeah, it was a stereotype. I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway, well, actually, so. I remember in the uh, around or like the the mid to late nineties, there was a a channel in Canada called Showcase, and when it initially like when the channel initially launched, which I believe was in like nineteen ninety seven, the channel had a reputation for showing like foreign films with a ton of nudity in them late at night. Like, and this was on just like core, yeah, and this was on just like regular like regular tv um but let me tell you when you're 12 years old this is like the most exciting shit ever you might see like side boob oh no it was maybe a shot of a nipple yeah like no no full on like full frontal like bush and everything oh really yeah yeah um yeah so like when you're right right yeah when you're a 12 year old boy in 1997 like this is like the most exciting thing ever um there, there were a lot of French films that they showed uh, that were usually subtitled. Of course, I didn't pay attention to the subtitles because that's not why I was there. But Because uh, I couldn't read. <laughs> that, that's not why I was there. Um, 
but uh they're the 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 women in these movies i will say uh did have a lot of hair going on in various parts of their bodies so perhaps that's where the stereotype comes from yes showcase Showcase. (laughs) uh so foreign french films of the night french nudie films of the 1990s so let's like give a breakdown of what code lyoko is yes let's maybe actually talk about the the, the show we're here to talk about today yeah so oh my screen apologies my screen just went vibrant Uh, so uh rita repulsa escapes from the moon and uh zordon is like alpha rita's escaped recruit a team of teenagers with attitudes uh, yeah (laughs) i mean kind of kind of Uh, except except in this episode uh, in this show it's fucking fart gas uh, okay so makes people laugh Okay, okay. So I'm gonna try to do the the show's like some credit. You're not you're not far off. Um, there's an um in basically a bad artificial intelligence known as Xana X A N A. I never caught what that stood for if it means anything, but they can use Xana do Xana can. <laughs> Um, use their powers to affect things in the real world to cause shenanigans. Right? Okay. And uh, that's what happens in this episode, and we'll get into it on this episode. And okay, so basically... So, so is that what's going on? Because I've watched this yeah. episode twice now, and I still didn't know why the fart gas was a thing. Oh, I, I'll explain it to you, <laughs> to you when okay. we get there. Yeah. Um, and basically... Oh, when we get there, we get there. Um, they need to go in the digital world to shut down certain um, hubs or towers that Xana is using to access parts of reality. Oh, that that's the big bong that they go into at the end. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah, okay. and so they need to cleanse Xana of these... Uh, her connection their connection to to this right. and um i don't know if it's something that happens in every episode but there's some time travel in the show and maybe I that's have, something that's common I have, I have things to say about that when uh, we get there me- <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, but the supercomputer itself that they work with and the kids retain their memories because they're connected to um uh Alita. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Alita's Alita um, Battle Angel. <laughs> yeah. Um Alita is the a the good AI helping the kids. Right? And okay. I think Lyoko is the realm, the computer realm. Okay. And so uh Bimia's Horseman, shout out. You can you can clarify this in any comments <laughs> below if you'd like to um, yeah yeah uh feel free to to tweet at either of us or uh uh yeah. comment on the youtube video or so whatever uh if we're we're not understanding things properly which i'm sure i'm not. this is my gist i i, I was like I, I said to my partner i was like wouldn't it be hilarious if i actually learned what the show that was about and like made made christopher feel like only one of us thought it was bad 
<laughs> and I just explain it like I've, I I grew up watching it. Um, but they need to help uh, Alita. Um, so is that what's going to happen? <laughs> cleanse the towers. Yeah. <laughs> cleanse the towers. Um, and the towers are the links. Right. And when they're corrupted by Xana, they can interact with the reality, the real world. And I'll right. point out the bo- how they do the it gi- in the episode. The giant bongs. Right. The, the towers. The towers. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and let's see. They, basically, the, the timeline undoes any damage. And indeed, which I thought was interesting, because it undoes, redoes time, it can bring people back to life to a time before they were dead. So it's kind of like, one, introducing time travel that the main characters are still remember is interesting but at the same time, I find that that's a buffer. You can have bad things happening and the characters can just go, code Lyoko. <laughs> and uh, wind time. Uh, that is bad writing because it completely nullifies any stakes. That's, that's what I'm trying to, to stutter out here, is you can kind of nullify any mistake. And indeed... Like no no straight up someone dies in this episode and no, it's no, just like not man. not mistakes like it it completely eliminates all stakes there there's oh, no stakes sorry there's yeah there there's there's no stakes in what the, is there to lose the when exactly you can rewind time there, so there there's no real cause and effect when you can just like be like oh I've got the uh, the I I'm motherfucking Prince of Persia I'm just gonna rewind time doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. And I think the nerdy kid that's like the, the programmer that interacts with Alita. Um, what is it, Jeremy? Uh, I'll get into it when we watch the episode. Yeah, it's Jeremy. I actually laughed once because he makes a kind of a dumb pun at one point. There's some <laughs> that, that made me chuckle. Yeah, there's some uh, there's some there's some stuff. He's like, um, I think he says something along the lines of like, looks like we're out of gas. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, there's some gas jokes. Yeah, when he, when they, they go to examine the uh, the laughing gas tank that's now empty, he's like, oh, it looks like we're out of gas, so to speak. <laughs> some, oh, wait, that's so, exactly what he says. Yeah, It's a really fucking dumb joke, but it made me chuckle. <laughs> Yeah, and so uh, let me give you the rundown, me reading it. So basically, it's a boarding school, Kadic, uh, Kadic Academy. There's a quantum supercomputer, 30 years before its time, uh, in an abandoned factory near the school. So just this small group of kids know about it. <laughs> That's why they're in the school after hours, by the way. <laughs> I was watching the show, and I'm like, who's just letting these kids run around? It's hey, To be fair... In Reboot the Guardian Code, there is also a like supercomputer in the basement of their school. <laughs> okay, so I'm starting to lean on the camp that Guardian Code app <laughs> ripped off Code Lyoko. Um, um, what's I, his name? I, I have a controversial opinion to uh, to to dish out at okay. the end of this on that okay. on that note. Yeah, so um, Lyoko's the world. There's an artificial intelligent girl named Alita trapped inside of it. Jeremy learns of Xana, a fully autonomous, malevolent, highly intelligent, multi-agent system that also dwells within the supercomputer. Using Lyoko's powers, Xana can possess 
electronics and objects in the real world like a virus to wreak havoc. Xana's primary objective is to eliminate anyone aware of the supercomputer's existence so that it will be free to conquer the real world and destroy, destroy all of humanity. Ah, after 10,000 years, I'm free. It, it's kind of... <laughs> it's time We to need some teenagers Earth. with attitude. <laughs> and indeed, we get them. Uh, so Jeremy, Jeremy's the nerd. He was looking for parts to rebuild a robot. And he reawakened Alita and the virtual world of Lyoko and Xana, all that stuff. And yada, yada, yada. That's the, the basic gist of what this show is. And that's about. what Let's... we got. So let's get into this episode. So this let's episode get into opens. This episode opens with a horrible theme song. I was so I was gonna I was like I can't wait to ask Christopher what he thinks of the fucking theme song. Uh, the theme song's pretty bad, and uh, uh, bemused horseman. I, I do apologize if you like the theme to this show, or if you have nostalgia for it, or whatever. Yeah, but did you listen to it in French or English? I only watch the show in English. Um, oh, uh, I watched it in both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you mentioned. Um, I fucking hate autotune is what it really comes down to. What like year was this? Sorry. Uh, two, 2003. Oh, man. 2003. Autotune was all the, no, the I, rage, man. No, I know. But like. I know. So, I know. Uh, my musical taste around this time, I was listening to like death metal and black metal, like primarily. What are you listening and to now? Else. Primarily. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. I was gonna make a joke that oh, so the same thing you listen to now? You listen to a lot of stuff now. No, now yeah, nowadays I kind of just listen to whatever, whatever I hear that I like. Doesn't it was matter. death metal and nothing else. It was death metal, black metal, a uh, little bit of thrash, uh, and. Uh, some industrial, actually, lots of industrial at this point. Um, some progressive cool stuff back then. Uh, some progressive stuff, but uh, I, I, I was ingrained completely in extreme metal uh, at this time. So there's actually a, a period of about fifteen or so years where I'm completely oblivious to most music most mainstream music because i did a really good job of just ignoring it so there's like a gap in your there's music a very timeline <laughs> there's a very large gap in my music timeline but i do know that autotune and shit like that was very in and indeed this sounds like an early to mid 2000s pop song mm -hmm. um but I, I i hate it it's and i'm not even saying it's well i did say it's bad but I'm saying that you hate it. <laughs> we... I don't like it. Yeah, I, I'm not enough of a uh, music critic to give it any sort of intellectual analysis or exercise any degree of critical thinking. I just I don't it is top to bottom. I don't like the theme song to this show. And so that already started me off with this series on kind of a bad foot. Um, and code now go be there when you call. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's kind of, kind of slaps, man. <laughs> All right. Well, you, uh, you, you, the you... more I've listened to it, the more <laughs> like it, 
like first listen to it, I was like, uh, and I listened to it again. And I was like, okay, it's not that offensive. And it's weird. It, every time I, I hear it, it, it I enjoy <laughs> it more and more. <laughs> I have heard it twice now and I will never listen to it again. <laughs> never. Stronger after all. So it starts with like a teacher laughing. <laughs> yep. Talking about laughing gas. Talking about the effects of laughing gas. What it does to you. And she talks about like how it can eventually damage your nervous system. And so you can literally die laughing. I'm like, huh, I didn't know that. It makes sense, but I just didn't know. Yeah, they used to do this before like dentist stuff. Right. I see. I never experienced this going to the dentist. I just know this because it's been a bit in movies for the past like 50 years. It's a bit. Uh, from People going into a dentist's office uncle, and getting high on laughing from gas. From what I recall when my uncle was on it, you have like an, an inverse reaction, but it's not like a real laugh. It's not like you're like like Joker gas where you're like re- grabbing your tummy and you're like rolling around laughing. It's uh, it's more like a weird respiratory. Yeah, yeah. Thing so it's where it's you, not you're a little euphoric. Yeah, it's not pleasant. I assume. Oh no! It 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 is. It's supposed to relax you and like dull things before uh, surgery. Mm. I've uh, uh, the marijuana's you see uh, tends to does a much make, better job. <laughs> well, it tends to make me laugh at things uncontrollably, but like you're one of those. <laughs> it, but it's unpleasant. I don't like it. In oh, fact, interesting. Uh, uh, I actually hate being stoned on weed. That's uh, why I don't smoke it. I smoked oh, it a lot in when I was. Uh, in my late teens for about a period of about three years. That was there. your laughing gas. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 it had like a bunch of weird, unusual effects on me that I would tell people about. And they're like, that's weird. It doesn't do that. It shouldn't do that. Like it, uh, like one of the things like it would do is I, I would always feel like I was pissing my pants which everyone I've told that to, they're like, that's really strange. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you. That's like every, anytime I smoke weed, like that's always a thing that happens. And I laugh uncontrollably. And when I went into like, I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it's an MRI machine. They inject that stuff into your your bloodstream and it feels really warm and hot. Yeah. I've had that done. And then you get put through that machine and then out. But as they're like taking the, the pictures, the whatever, as they're powering it on, uh, you feel like you're peeing and then you're not, Ah, they feel like you're peeing and they tell you that before. And it's like, you're going to feel like you're peeing. You're not. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's... this is different though. Oh, it, it wasn't, it was different. Yeah. Oh, you felt like you had to go? No, no, I felt like I was. 
but like I, I've had the thing that you're talking about. Yeah. They, they inject ink into your bloodstream, so it shows up it's on like medical a imaging. Potassium or really low, like radioactive type of dye, right? Yeah. Um, I've had that done. the The sensation is different for me. Like I actually like think that I am to the point that like I'm constantly like checking my, my crotch, being <laughs> like, that, being yeah, like, that would be. That what, would fuck me up. <laughs> being like, what's going on? And I'd be like laughing uncontrollably and like I wouldn't be able to like process anything that's going on around me. I don't know. It's just. It's unpleasant. I don't like it. I think I might just have a some kind of sensitivity to it. Yeah, I tried, it affects you differently. Because I tried a few years ago uh, taking some edibles for like some chronic like body pain that I was dealing some joint right. pain that I was dealing with. And uh, the amount that I took was like the like lowest amount that the the dispensary sold. And they're like, oh, yeah, this will just give you like a you'll feel kind of mellow. And it made me so sick. Like I like to the point that I was like really? messed up for like two days afterward. And then I ended up giving the the rest of the supply that I had to uh, to my partner and who doesn't smoke weed, doesn't really do edibles or anything like that. And I warned her about it and she took it and she was like, oh, yeah, I didn't didn't really do much like it. I felt kind of relaxed, but that's about it. And I'm like, really? It made me sick for like two days. Huh, yeah, it, adverse reaction yeah. somehow. Um, anyway, I've heard was... that that kind of no, that's an interesting set, side note. Um, I've heard that whenever that happens, um, oh, I can't quite remember, but it's something you have a, a reaction in a certain organ, like your bladder or your like uh liver or something like that, right? And that's why you feel like you're going pee or something like that. So, yeah, like a weird like organ like um allergy or like some something it doesn't affect you the same yeah probably the for the best that you <laughs> you avoided it and it's it's just weed too because like i i i drink alcohol quite a bit i've done a ton of hard drugs in my life and generally don't have any like long-term adverse effects from them but yeah uh weed just not for me body not doesn't me. like it yeah your body's your anti-drug. <laughs> and what is this teacher? So the teacher's like, oh, but you can neutralize it with water. So she drinks some water and she's fine. Is that how laughing gas actually works? Uh, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be something? You just get okay. rid of... Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't it be great if like any sort of... Uh, intoxicating substance like you could just like drink Take water, a sip of and, be, water and... and be like okay i'm cured back to normal uh so i got a question i i got something to say about the character designs in this show why the it fuck dissolves are in water why the fuck are their no they just so give big? you I fuck I knew you were gonna mention it mostly because I was going to. It's an animation style of okay, so Western animation tried 
this is very much trying to be like anime light but with its spin so in the 2000s and i've talked about this on other many other shows um that whole trying to imitate the, the the western anime revolution of the of the thousands of the 2000s where they try to imitate um anime but digitally rather than on paper and a notable example would be i would say would be avatar the last airbender um or like uh teen titans but that's very stylized it's its own thing right it found its style um but well a lot I would say of the teen shows... titans is kind of an evolution of the 1990s like paul dini batman the animated series superman the animated series oh yeah style. but i mean you could see the the influence of animation and how it ended up looking mm. right um and but it's its own thing i wouldn't say it's its own thing. So not that it's copying anime, but that Western cartoons I, became its own style. That's what I'm trying to say. And this is one of those where it's trying a new style. And it reminds me a lot of really big forehead 80s Japanese animation. Hmm. But with the twist, their eyes are very um, like diamond shaped. Right. Right. Um, um, but yeah, they've got an because it's not anime, they're they're big ass foreheads. They got I don't I don't like the big foreheads. They got big ass foreheads and I, I think the animation style for the rest of the show is fine. I just I don't like the giant foreheads. If they if they had uh toned down the head. If they toned down the giant foreheads, like the the show would look a lot better, would be a lot more visually appealing to me. I say as someone who has a giant forehead. Every (laughs) year my forehead gets bigger and bigger. (laughs) That's a receding hairline, friendo. No, my forehead's getting bigger. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, so they're trying to find their own style with it. And you get used to it quickly. But when 80% of their 80% of the, their <laughs> head real estate is their forehead, yeah. a lot of forehead. <laughs> so if Almost this is a fucking first... eight head at that point, <laughs> yeah, the, they're, they're very eight heads. Jesus Christ. So they got very pointy eyebrows, very angular faces. The line art is clean. Um, the single shading. That's what I mean by 2000s like animation like very uh simple and you grab people with silhouettes right and it's important to make a show unique looking so that people recall it better and so i think they were trying something something well and indeed this show lasted 97 episodes over four years so yeah that's amazing i was like how many seasons this got like one two Nine, almost a hundred episodes. So what happens here when they exit the um, the science class that they're in? Um, three boys are hanging out. These are three of the four members of the main cast, right? The and there's, there's a they're really trying to hold on to the '90s here because there's a lot of teenage midriff going on in these episodes. And uh, there's a goth chick uh, hanging. Yumi. Yumi hanging over the edge of a, a bench. The only character whose name I remember. 
Yeah. And um, one of the characters, uh, Ulrich, he's like, I'm going to go talk to her. Okay. And this is we. There's a thing that happens right here that pisses me off. Uh, and so I think you know exactly. The other kids, the, the other two, Jeremy and Odd. Yeah, I think that's his name. Um, he says, hey, she doesn't want to be talked to right now. And he's like, oh, well, I'm going to go talk to her anyway. So the other two are like, huh, okay. And before he even opens his mouth, Yumi says to Ulrich, uh, please, Ulrich, leave me alone. I don't really feel like talking. And he's like, well, I feel like talking to you. And in the smarmiest fucking smug ass, like, I'm the coolest kid in school voice. Um, like, kind of like this guy's going to rape someone in college <laughs> kind of deal. Um, he's like, but I feel like talking and I feel like talking with you. That's um, that that that's some shitty shit right there. Kids, no, no. Sorry, no, no, kids. That's 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 not how uh, uh, interpersonal uh, exchanges work. We find out later that these two are very close, and no. he's trying to be funny, but no, no. Like if a girl says they don't, can you leave them alone on the bus? No, that this that's not how you get the goth chick in your high school. I'm I'm sorry, kids. <laughs> and uh, she turns around because she's kind of like surprised that he reacted like that. And she's like, well, if you like talking so much, go talk to yourself. Right, and she storms back. off and Ulrich <laughs> kind of. He, he's not phased by this. Again, we're going into this a few episodes in, right? 15 episodes in, but. There's this thing that's in TV shows that's unrealistic. Okay. There's this slutty girl named Sissy. And I'm, <laughs> I'm just rolling with that because I was watching it and my partner was like, who's this slut? <laughs> but she's obviously all over Ulrich. He can yeah. do no wrong. And by the way, he treats her like shit. Yeah, and she still and throws him, herself on him. Yeah, and like... So... I haven't like we we haven't watched the the previous fourteen episodes. Yeah, but I'm like, why why is he such a dick to her when she's just like, like she I clearly get... likes him? You don't have he's not a dick to anyone else. If he was a dick to everyone, I yeah, get it. So but he's just a dick to this chick. So like, are we missing something? Like, yeah, she's kind of we see later on in the episode. She's kind of bossy. She's kind of annoying. But it's like, dude, like like she's. She's just at trying to talk. Time, She's just trying to talk to you. Like at this, but she always takes digs. Now, at the same time, if we reverse the genders and there was a dude thirsty after a girl and she was bitchy to him, we would say that's justified. So you know what? If she's like this to him all the time, I I I get it. Mm. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I need to stop and, like, analyze. And I'm like, if the genders were switched here, whose side would we be on? And if it was a thirsty dude always hitting on a chick, we wouldn't be on his side. Well, I... So I'm, I'm checking myself. Well, <laughs> right see, there. no, I, I, I don't know, though, because, like, I don't... I don't really see... I don't know. It's like, to me, she just she's seems not like she's... She, She's trying, she just seems like she's trying to be friendly to me. 
fair enough, right? We don't know like all the other episodes, like Welcome to Lasercomb. <laughs> but um we I don't we don't know the sips yet, but there's an exchange here and it makes me hate Ulrich even more than I just than the but I want to talk to you. Uh Sissy says, Don't worry, Ulrich, not all girls are like Yumi. And he turns around and scowls at her as she's like making like uh, mm, no noises and like posing for him and um he Annoying replies anime girl voices uh, yeah uh. and i hate that shit she's like uh, <laughs> she's like don't worry not all girls are like yumi and he stares at her and he's like yeah too bad or like that's a shame or something yeah and i'm like yeah. oh shit <laughs> yeah if it was up to me all of the girls in this school would be brooding goths. <laughs> I mean, <With> parent parental trouble. <laughs> I mean, on a on a superficial level, like sure, I I I can I can vibe with that. <laughs> Fair, and uh, she runs after him, even though he was rude, and uh, she's like, "Hey, Ulrich, you coming to the rehearsal tomorrow?" So some sort of drama club or something, I assume. And he's like, yeah, I'm going, but I'm not going because you're there. I'm only going because my buddy's going. And her, uh, his buddy's odd. Yeah, he's got like the weird spiky hair and he talks really fast. Um, the, the blonde one with like a blue streak in his hair or something. Right. I, uh, I have it freeze framed right now on, I think it's three minutes and four seconds. And like the blonde kid is making like this really like creepy like face looking at, I think it's Ulrich. Three minutes. I'm watching this on iTunes. So, oh, uh, you're watching it on a different thing. Okay. One sec. So, okay. after he said he shit talks Sissy, who tries to get him to play Romeo, um, the transition scene happens. This was jarring for me. Okay. Because it's in 3D. Yeah. And he's a samurai. <laughs> and there's an orange icon and he's waving around a samurai sword. And it goes boop, 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 like that little auto-tune like snippet of the soundtrack. Right. And I was yeah, like, so whoa, I didn't because re- going into this, I didn't I really realize until we had started it and I had looked it up that there's a 3D component to it. Yeah. And I was um, like, who the fuck was that? Yeah, these are their, uh, uh, presumably their, uh, their, uh, Matrix world representations uh, of them, of themselves. They're, uh, they're Lyoko, um, avatars. They're Leo, Lee avatars. (laughs) They're fursonas, if you will. So we cut into, (laughs) yeah. So right around, um, right after the transition, we cut to um, the science lab and it shows an outlet, a very European looking outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and can you tell it's in, this is a French show. And it, um, it sparks and black smoke comes out and the black smoke goes through the classroom and wraps around the laughing gas canisters, yep. goes inside and comes back out. So merging with the laughing gas, right? Yeah. And it makes a spooky face and then it flies away. That's Xana entering like the real world to cause shenanigans there. I was so confused. I th- I'm like, 
So was I, my friend. (laughs) I'm like, what? What is happening? Xana interacting with the real world and fucking shit up. Yeah. The first time I was like, what's happening? I these I everything's going so fast. I don't know what's happening, but I, I got it. I gave it a chance and and I got it. So um the romantic motherfucker um Ulrich goes to ring a doorbell. Um what's their last name here? Uh um, I, Ishiyama. I so Yumi is half Japanese or, or something like that. Or full Japanese. I don't know. Or full Japanese. You, we don't we don't know. Yeah. And um Ulrich finds out that the parents are Yumi's parents are arguing and taking a break or something. And uh the romantic motherfucker brings uh her a rose. A single rose. What a, a pink what rose. A, what a what a sweet uh future. What a sweet child who is. takes <laughs> It's okay if you bring a rose. <laughs> Maybe and, the rose has uh, has some laughing gas in it. Oh god! It's some Joker. It's some Joker shit. Like put a flower up to someone's face, and then they just like it knocks them out. <laughs> yeah. And he's all like, "Yeah, cool, cool story." So you want to make out? Oh yeah, yeah. Parents suck. And she's like, "You know just what to say, Ulrich." And I'm like, "Does he?" <laughs> he was kind of a dick earlier. There was a phase in the two thousands. There was <laughs> he does nothing this episode that redeems him. By the way, oh, I'm sure he's a cool dude, but <laughs> he doesn't do anything. It's all the other characters that like save the day. As far as I can tell, this guy doesn't do. We'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Yumi's like, I'm really glad that you came. You always know just what to say. So these two are dating because they touch hands but she seems surprised uh he's like he's like he touches her hand and she's kind of gasps a little and he like gives her like the rape face (laughs) yeah he does i know exactly what shot you're talking about Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Holy shit. I, Ulrich has the creepiest looks. I, I, Anyone I, listening, I, if somebody looks at you like Ulrich, you leave. Yeah, just uh, just get out. Of, make an excuse and get out of there. There's Joker gas in, in that rose. <laughs> in that fun. rose. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll make that the, uh, the, the artwork for this episode. <laughs> you always know just what to say. <laughs> <laughs> with a big like so, maniacal grin it's his eyebrows they're always like when you <laughs> when you have pointed down eyebrows with like a big shit eating grin that's not a good guy look <laughs> right? no like, no <laughs> no no it uh definitely isn't no um so so, so we cut 3D. over 3d we get a 3d shot oh do we yeah, of, of uh, in the school, we we cut to Jeremy and Alita. Oh, I thought this is where we uh, we went to the um, uh, Romeo and Juliet practice. Oh, after the 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 rose scene, it cuts to um, very briefly. Jeremy's talking to Alita. Oh, yep. you're right. And um, he's like, you know, Alita. Um, I was worried live- I had a different cut of the episode for a second there. <laughs> 
the the director's cut. the director's cut. L direct director um that, so that, just... that listeners that is a reference to a very old episode of too much energon like episode wow, 13 is... 12 i think episode 12 of too much energon dark designs or 13 yeah it was dark designs yeah. covered dark designs yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so if you're, if you're cut, curious yeah. if you're curious go check that out and um jeremy i think jeremy thinks alita's his girlfriend maybe she is rick i <laughs> i can't tell and Alita's maybe, like so maybe he th- like this is like a uh um or sorry like this what i wanted to mention with uh uh lars Ulrich and yumi is uh so uh maybe like uh lars Ulrich is being that like quote unquote male best friend that's that like so many female friends of mine over the years have had who will like gush about being their best friends but then the guy seems in utter turmoil but then like eventually like the guy will make a like unwanted move on her and will turn very shitty very quickly this is the thing that i saw like a lot especially in the 2000s with female friends of mine they always had like a male like quote unquote best friend who was Uh always talking about like how he would always be like oh we're such best friends even into college and adulthood like that shit happens and people unfriend each other because of that yeah and then eventually like it it comes out that this is just like him trying to like weasel his way into her panties it's a lot of people being clueless about signs and a lot of people leading people on not that that's warranted for anything but like if your male best friend gives you gifts and the year they're unreciprocated gifts like they just give you things don't accept them right don't let them hold your hand don't snuggle and watch like yeah Netflix. do you like make boundaries of what a friend is i would say 95 percent of the time that motherfucker has an ulterior motive let's be real yeah nobody's buying you get oh man i saw that so much now that you mention it no nobody's like cuddling up to you on the couch and like eating like fucking chocolates and watching like love actually with you for like the 50th time just because because they're your your best friend best friend I man, and don't accept yeah, their. We might don't we, expect their. Don't we don't might get canceled jewelry. for this. Rant. Don't accept their jewelry. Like if your male best friend is buying you jewelry, that's a big. This big isn't a don't don't give them uh, don't lead them on like you're doing anything wrong. This is how to deal with. Uh, yeah. yeah, people stuck in the friend zone. Yeah, the the patient predators, if you will. The patient <laughs> um, predators. Yep. Um, like if if they're buying you jewelry, like that. No, don't. And oh man, I in high school, like. Oh. Yep. Uh huh. Oh man, <laughs> no, I can think of. Okay, not that they'll ever listen to this. Let's say there was one guy and let's call him uh bark Bark. and he really liked this one chick bark laser let's let's say her name was lorgan and 
Bark and Lorgan <laughs> were grew up and Bark really liked Lorgan, right? Deceptive aliases these are. Would buy her gifts, uh, like expensive fucking jewelry, right? Even when he started dating someone else. Oh, that's um. And suspect. she had to always wonder. It's just like, well, Borgen always, whoops, Lorgan always put, <laughs> <laughs> always like turned him down or whatever, and he's still okay with that. But like, Borgon. The girl would wear his, the jewelry he got him, like at school, and she'd have to, like, Bark's girlfriend would have to see that. Mm. And she always knew in the back of her head that if, like, Lorgan ever was like, oh, hey, are you interested? He would drop her, like, in half a second. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, I've, I, I've been in relationships like that before and that sucks it, it, it sucks to be in that position where you know like deep down in the, the back of your mind like uh, you'll get dropped like a bag of hammers just and the, the first choice changes their mind yeah it's happened to me as a matter of fact and and oh, man this has nothing to do with code lyoko it's just when christopher brought up the whole like like the patient predator. I like that term. <laughs> that, the that, the Ulrich one, being yeah. the best friend, right? Don't hold your best friend's hand. Don't accept roses from them. Like it's hard to because it's gonna have Joker gas in it. It's gonna have Joker gas in it. We're looking out for you, right? It's not that you're like leading him on. We're trying to try and I used that term, but that's that's the wrong term. Uh boundaries. But the thing is. Uh, and I'll move on after this. Girls are taught to kind of not say no and be nice to everyone. They're not taught that it's okay to make boundaries with people um, like men are. It's I, different. I, it's changing I, now. I, I was gonna say, I think it, I think it's different nowadays. But like even when like when we were growing up, it was yeah, it was definitely still that way. So I'm I understand that. Like it's hard to say no to gifts. It's hard to say. Yeah, and it's it's different now. The the winds of change are are happening. But um your best friend can turn like what like Christopher said, pretty pretty ugly fast. The the Joker gas kicks in and mm -hmm. it's not good. So stay away from the Ulrichs out there. I maybe he's a great guy, and we're just catching the the rapey episode. <laughs> But I'm, stay, I'm not digging. Stay, stay away from Lars Ulrich. Stay away from every other member of Metallica. Like, just, just don't, don't do it. It's not a good. Scene. That's the best advice we can give you. Stay away from every member of Metallica. So no matter how many we're... millions they have, <laughs> no matter how many tens of thousands of dollars they have left, um, <laughs> you heard me. No, they still make stupid fucking money. Um, Jeremy is like, oh. Alita's like, hey, how come like people argue? That's not very nice. And Jeremy's, you know, Alita, uh, very often people who get along well still have fights. And Alita's like, but you and I don't fight, Jeremy. How come we don't fight? And he's all like, I don't know. I, may, maybe we're the perfect couple or something. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh well, no. 
Well, that that's because you're my AI girlfriend and I programmed you to not disagree <laughs> with me at any time because I wanted you to be the perfect woman. <laughs> Remember, uh, she's an artificial intelligence that existed before this guy found her. <laughs> so it cuts to the screen and it's very 90s Windows style, but there's like a Yu-Gi-Oh card that represents her stats. And I'm like, yeah. hold up, what is that? <laughs> yeah, I I, I right? don't know. Yeah, I also don't care either. Let's let's keep going. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Okay. So uh yeah, so sorry, Romeo, Sha Romeo. So Shakespeare in the Romeo. park. <laughs> Shakespeare in the park, all the kids suck. Um so, one of them's playing <laughs> guitar. So, okay, so Sissy, that's her name, right? Sissy? Yeah. The guy that Lars Ulrich was a or the chick that Lars Ulrich was an absolute twat to earlier. Um I end up liking her more than other characters. Uh agreed. So uh I also like Yumi. Yeah. Um, nobody else <laughs> pretty much no uh, I guess the AI check is alright but we but, don't uh, know enough but we don't know enough about, about her. her but basically um, Sissy is kind of like a perfectionist wants to order everything it comes across as like bossy but like I was like that in drama and I'm like guys if you're going to spend the time here can you like okay, can you so... do it Okay, so okay, what I will, what I will say, um, when you're doing a production, I don't care if it's on stage or if it's fucking podcasting, sometimes you need to wrangle people in and be like, wrangle. okay, okay, we have some fucking shit to do. Let's just do it. Like, yeah, you're 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 messing this up. You're or like this is not going the way that it should or yada yada yada. You need to take control sometimes. Thank you. Thank you. That's why I jive with sissy here and I'm like wrangle these kids in please. Yeah. Like so, if, if they're so, taking part in this like okay. Come on. Okay. So, yeah, so some doofus is like reading Romeo's lines like really poorly. Are they they say that he's reading them poorly? Although um I'm going to say and Sissy even like complains about his delivery being like really awkward and whatnot. I'm gonna say it right now. Uh, his delivery of this dialogue isn't much worse than the actual voice acting in this show. So how can you tell? So how can you tell? Uh, that the voice acting in the show is not very good. It's um, and maybe that just comes from it being a a, a show that was uh, originally written uh, that has dialogue that was originally written to be recorded in French. I don't know, but uh, yeah, the voice acting in the show—it's not uh, it's, it's not French voice is is good. I'm watching it in French. <laughs> um, well, I don't speak French, so um. I've got uh, the subtitles on in French and I've got the uh the language set on in French. I absolutely cannot communicate at all. And French and Spanish is way too fast for me, but if you slow it down and like I'm pausing and I'm reading the the French subtitles, I'm like, "Oh, okay." Uh I'm Canadian and have worked in grocery stores for like the past decade, so I know what is commonly referred to as retail French. Retail flake on de May. <laughs> my friend like on to me 
So I can read uh, I can read French on the French side of packaging of things and usually understand what it means. Anyone uh, listening that's not from Canada, literally everything in the country has English and French on it. Yeah, it's a lot. Even if it takes up extra um, like space, sometimes the reverse side will be English and the other side will be French. Everything. Yeah. If it's food and there's writing on it, it's in English and French. Mm -hmm. Never met anybody from BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan that that speaks French, but uh, (laughs) here we are. Yeah, the, the only people I've ever known who actually speak French are all from Ontario and Quebec. East, yeah, the, the 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 eastern provinces. Yeah, actually, even like PEI, Newfies, Brunswick, <laughs> they don't speak French either. <laughs> yeah, just so, Ontario um, and Quebec. All right, so what the fuck's happening in this episode? Okay, so we're she's like, like, "Hey, we're hey, only like five minutes into kid, this shit. Kid, play slower." And he's all like, "If I play any slower, oh, I'll put myself to sleep." And he's like, "Okay, keep your bad jokes for your to yourself, huh?" Yeah, and then the fart gas shows up and makes. Oh right, the evil fart gas, yeah, from Fern Gully shows up, (laughs) and um, it just infects Odd, who falls in the ground and starts laughing, and fortunate for him, Sissy likes to pour water on people, being the queen bitch that she is. What a weird character trait. (laughs) And uh... she comes over, and yeah, she's just like. Like, get a hold of yourself and, like, pours a bottle of water on them. And this causes the um, the Xana gas uh, to exit his body. The Xana gas. The Xana gas. <laughs> I like, she, when she's walking over to him, by the way, she's got, like, platform, like, shoes. Like, this is very, like, 2000s. <laughs> um, somebody's like, get him, sissy. And I was like, I don't think she likes any of you. <laughs> who's, <laughs> who's cheering her on? Yeah. And so the uh, the spook gas, the spooky gas um, goes into the vent and fucks off. And we cut to um, Yumi visiting the friend that her dad is staying with. And she very awkwardly like knocks at the door and she says something like, I would like to see my father, please. Yep. And then the adult the dad's friend says something even more fucking awkward. And I'm like, it's none of your business cunt. (laughs) Um, He says, Oh yeah, of course you can see your dad. One sec. Oh, would you know why your uh, mother and father aren't talking to each other? And she just like shakes her head. Dude, don't get in between. Ask your buddy, ask her dad. Don't fucking ask the kid. What a douchey thing. I, I have more to say about the, uh, the 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 conflict between Yumi's parents later on in the episode when we get there and how oh, that that's shit is such resolved. A trope. That's so. I was gonna say the show's kind of weird and realistic, and that like the parents are on a break kind of thing, and the dad's staying with someone else, and the girl doesn't know what to do, and it's wrapped up in such a hallmark way at the end that I kind of it feels very sitcommy. Yeah. Yeah. What? You sent me a letter telling me to meet you here. No, you sent me a letter. Oh, me? You mean Yumi tricked us both? Ha 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 ha. Let's get back together. It's a. 
<laughs> it's basically it, it's very sitcom. It that's that's some like eighties and nineties sitcom bullshit right there. Um, that that happens. Uh, yeah, that that happens on television. That shit does not happen in real life. If people do not, if people, if a couple who are fighting, or not even a couple, but people who are in conflict with one another, uh, don't want to see each other, and you force them into a very contrived situation where they have to, now it's you're not, in shit. It's not going to go well, and yeah. you're kind of being an asshole for what forcing we- for forcing them to do to to see each other when that's not what they want or need right now tropes have given millennials really bad expectations of reality (laughs) like please don't do that yeah don't don't do it anyways we cut to um jeremy and odd talking to alita and um he's filling him in on the evil gas yeah um, and so he's like, all right, uh, let's go into the, uh, the science lab and inspect the laughing gas. Yeah. And this is where he makes, they, they, they find out that the canisters are empty and he, this is where he makes the comment that it made me chuckle where he's like, oh, it looks like yeah, they break in. Uh, I guess Jeremy, I guess Jeremy has, um, some Skyrim skills and like lock picking because he, he lock picks the <laughs> The fucking uh, science uh, lab. Maybe he has the Daedric artifact, the um, skeleton, the, the skeleton key. key. Yeah, where you could just keep mashing the X button until the auto. It, yeah, until it finally just unlocks because it it won't break. It's like, oh, I don't want to use that. It's kind of like cheap, blah blah blah. But then, like after your like fourth playthrough of Oblivion, you're like, you can't get the skeleton key fast enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, in uh, Oblivion, I'm like, skeleton key, uh, enchant every piece of my clothing with chameleon, so I'm in- invisible, and uh, get the sword that soul traps upon death. Oh, you, any, anything that can soul trap, yeah, that, that's the way to, there, there's an a, interesting one. Uh, there's a Daedric sword, I can't remember what it's called, but there's a Daedric sword that will automatically soul trap when you... Uh, whenever you kill an enemy so that's a staple just run around and murder people and fill like grand soul gems yeah black soul gems yeah yeah that's uh the uh, oh there's also the black star which is another daedric artifact which is a refillable black soul gem yeah the black star um is is now a in Elder Skyrim, podcast. This is now an Elder Scrolls podcast. The Black Star is the corrupted Azura's star in Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, it's also in Oblivion as well. It isn't it just Azura's star, or can you corrupt it in Oblivion as well? It's also in Oblivion. I they're separate uh items in Oblivion. Oh, I didn't realize it's been a yeah. while since I played Oblivion. Okay, so the Black Star is different than Azura's star. Yeah. Intriguing. Mm-hmm. Why would you ever just grab Azura's star in Skyrim? Of course, you're going to corrupt that shit. What you're going to piss off Azura? You're a fucking dragonborn, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, fucking Jeremy's playing Morrowind on his Windows ninety eight uh, modding oh, Morrowind. Sh- oh shit! It would that it would be Daggerfall at that point. Oh right, Morrowind was two thousand and 
Oh, three? 2003, yeah. So, okay, so he could have conceivably been playing Morrowind here. It was yeah. out. It was it was new. He's got a new gaming PC, man. It's a it's a, a quantum computer. You can play the shit out of Morrowind. Uh, he's got a uh, a Pentium Four, like seven hundred and fifty <laughs> megahertz CPU with uh, sixty four gigs of RAM, bro. Holy shit! <laughs> Back up, overclocking that shit. We we got a badass over here, um, and his so GeForce get... Two <laughs> and uh, DirectX Four, and um, so he after he installs a, a Flash update. Direct the new Direct Deck, Direct X update. Uh, we jump into the digital world of Lyoko. Yep. Holy shit! Is it boring looking, my dude? So the the digital world of uh, Lyoko, um, uh, the Matrix, if you will, by way of Land of the Lost or Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Um, it's CGI. It's pretty bad CGI. And it's, it's not fine. it's fine CGI. <laughs> it's not very good. And it's not that it's just dated because we talk about a lot of shows on our various podcasts Beast with Wars. CGI, Beast Wars, Reboot, Reboot, Shadow Raiders. Um this is cheap CGI, even for 2003. It's shocking to think that Shadow Raiders, like uh it's shocking a show to think that, that ran from nine years later then reboot shadow raiders uh, a show that we have a podcast about called uh war planets which we're just about to finish up soon um that shit ran from 1998 to 1999 the cgi in that show is significantly better than this maybe it gets better in better seasons maybe in a newer this is the, the first the season seasons. and like i said it's not just that the it's not that the CGI in this show is dated per it's se. Drab. It it's cheap. It's cheap. It's cheap looking. They they were it was made on a budget. Using um using uh fucking uh what epic the unreal assets. <laughs> uh uh free to uh free free distribution assets from the Unreal Engine. <laughs> Um, it's really boring looking, man. When you said Turok, like Fog World, I'm like, um, it's a bunch of floating islands made of stone with stone bridges in between them and like dead, very sparse dead vegetation with lots of fog in between and some SpongeBob looking monsters. Those monsters look like sculptures in the Dietz's house in Beetlejuice. That's gr- man, yeah. Um, that was the mom, first. What, what's Lydia's mom's name? Uh, 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 Lydia's mom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, her her weird fucking sculptures. L- yeah, Lorena or something like that. Lorena something Dietz. like that. Yeah, you know what? Good. That's that's great. That was the first thing that popped into my head. I'm like, those look like the fucking sculptures in uh, Beetlejuice. <laughs> That's that's great observation. That makes me like them a little more, especially with so like perplexed. the legs and yeah, the le- the very spindly looking legs. Yeah. And um, she's what is Alita? Alita's an elf. She's got short pink hair. Uh, she's dressed in kind of like ancient, like Chinese, uh, like tunic or something. Mm. Um, and she jumps off one of the 
floating islands, presumably to her death, and then superhero lands on another island. And she says, thank heavens, a tower just in time. Or as Christopher likes to say, the giant bong. Yep. <laughs> so there's a giant bong. I can't bong. it, yeah. <laughs> I think it's actually supposed to resemble a candle, to be honest. But uh, Oh, okay. I but, can see that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I'm just going to run with the fact that it's a giant bong. <laughs> so she runs into it and um, Takes like, a big teleports. <laughs> She teleports, right? I, I don't know where she goes, but she, she runs into it. And all of a sudden we cut to Jeremy like prepping a chamber for Odd, who goes into like a secret super tech um, basement to jack into Lyoko. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while he's doing that, the spooky fog, a little bit of it goes into the pod with him. And I'm like, oh shit, do we got a the fly situation here? So he turns he he ends up mutating into like a mist form type. And his teeth fall out and Yeah. That'd actually be pretty badass. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but before um I'd like this show more. Jeremy's kind of like the operator, like tank from the Matrix. Like he's all right, like, oh, you, you need to go like, you know. Northwest to blah blah. He's there to guide them and and stuff. And he says virtualization, and he taps a button, and Odd enters the game, just as Evil Fog comes to get Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Ooh, data transfer problem. So the computer lets them know something fucky happened there. And um, the Monkey King spawns into Lyoko. So Odd has monkey paws and a tail bird paws he's got creature gloves or paws these are their fucking fursonas i right thank you (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ yeah so his fursona is like a monkey king with like bird hands or or something Uh, i don't mind his look whatever and he's like oh i feel really weak uh did something weird happen jeremy where are you jeremy operator (laughs) And uh, we cut to Alita. She's in a tower in like an Iron Man like sequence with a bunch of screens floating in front of her and she's pressing them. And she's trying uh, to communicate I, at to this Jeremy. point. At this point, I would say it's more of a, a minority report type. Oh, thing. much better. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Minority report. And she's trying to talk to Jeremy. So is Odd. And Alita's in the tower. Odd's not. And they can't communicate to Jeremy. And part of me, now that I'm talking about it with you, is kind of like, wait, if they can't get out without Jeremy, that's kind of scary. Because mm. in the Matrix, you can't leave unless an operator makes a phone call to you and you you do that thing. I was kind of wondering about that. I'm like, why can't you just like fucking... Like double tap your icon and wake up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why can't you just like... Uh... To, to go a little even more obscure, why can't you just like Raziel from like Soul Reaver just abandon your body and shift back into the spectral realm? Wow. Uh, listeners, uh, Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver. A uh, huge, huge Legacy of Kane fan. But you're right. It's kind of like a Ready Player One sitch where like, or Matrix situation where it's like, oh shit, is he stuck in there? Yeah. So I, I was kind of wondering about that and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, uh, I just thought about it. These so are some actual stakes. 
Yeah. That, and that get as, undone <laughs> later on. Yeah, I was going to say, hey, there, <laughs> there are real stakes here. And then I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, so there's some boring scene at um, the, the drama stage where... They, they convince Yumi to be part of the production. Oh, and this is another thing. They they convince Yumi to be part of the production. She doesn't want to, but they convince her to anyway. And they make her put on this like kind of dorky, like uh, it's supposed to be like a soldier, but it also kind of looks Dorish looking. It like also kind of looks like court jester. I don't know. Anyway, so. And like she goes up on stage and this entire crowd of like grown fucking adults just start laughing at her. Oh, later when the show happens. Yeah. And I'm like, and they think it's really funny. And I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> I, guess I don't get French humor. But like you have this teenage girl who goes up on stage. She's wearing a costume. This is a like stage. It looks like, like an Italian or a Spanish like, um, renaissance era palace guard he's supposed to be a guard yeah. yeah so she goes but she goes on stage and like this entire crowd of parents like grown adults just start laughing at her and i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you people and she turns and she and walks this is away. before they even get like this is before the fucking like fart laughing fart gas shows up so these <laughs> parents are just the girls being... dressed as a soldier i don't it's french humor i guess yeah, i don't the, the, these are just like adults like being complete like assholes I don't know. It it bothered me. <laughs> yeah, it was it was weird. Anyways, it's revealed that she's only taking this bit part in Romeo and Juliet so that and she told each of her parents, oh, dad's not coming, mom. Why don't you come? Hey, dad, mom's not coming. Can you come and see me in the play? But because Ulrich pulled some strings and like got Sissy to let Yumi in the play, she forced Ulrich to play Romeo. Mm hmm. Despite never looking at the script. So on one hand, she's a hard ass who wants this to go perfect. But on the other hand, she's more real. obsessed with Ulrich than she is with her real life. She's got to she's got to break out of that. <laughs> so um, I. We've complained about him and I don't like Lars Ulrich in this episode at all, but I will say I kind of admire the fuck all y'all that he just goes up on stage without knowing his lines. <laughs> I kind that, of that's admire, pretty good. I kind of admire that gumption. He's just like, whatever. How hard could it be? <laughs> right? Yeah. Juliet, oh Juliet, like, uh, I don't know. Are you are you there? And the, even, the audience this isn't laughs. Isn't even it. Shakespeare in dialogue? <laughs> no. Um, we cut to Jeremy running from the gas, seemingly, in a huge underground complex with pipes, steampunk pipes, and like valves and everywhere. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, where is he? It doesn't explain <laughs> where he is. He's just in the this giant facility, like doing parkour over pipes and running away from the mist. And it's got really dorky ass like anime like noises as he's running. <laughs> so yes, run away from where other humans are deeper into the recesses of the school where your body will never be found. Um little hint of things to come. Uh so back in Lyoko, we get um Odds it's very persona. tempted to make a joke there about something, uh, a relatively current event, but I'm like, eh, 
No, I'm not gonna not gonna go there. We're good. <laughs> uh, so Odd has a weird little dog. Oh, it briefly showed that they have a dog for like five seconds. He was sleeping, oh, and the little okay. dog picture cartoon is like on Odd's outfit, which I kind of thought was cute. And then, oh god, I'm looking at his sleeves. His sleeves are kitty cats, dude. Look at this. <laughs> uh, whereabouts? Um, so the gloves where his claws are, where his human flesh meets, and like uh, no whereabouts in the episode. I am like. 12 15 ish when he's running odd is running towards one of the towers xana towers oh, oh god i've gone way beyond where you are that's fine i just wanted to point out his clothing oh that's yeah all. yeah so oh yeah yeah he's got the the dog on his shirt and, and the kitty arm glovelet the uh, sleeves yeah <laughs> kind of I it's brave it's brave (laughs) it's brave especially for 2003 (laughs) that's all i'll say (laughs) uh i i don't like the design of this character and uh, man the fucking fucking giant foreheads look even worse in cgi oh in the 3d in the 3d world it seems like their heads are bigger (laughs) so let me let me jump ahead a bit jeremy jumps into the sewers to avoid the fog because it can't get him when he's underwater and he tries to swim away. Yeah. Yep. Um, what's his name? Uh, anime fights the, uh, the, the Dietz family sculptures. One of them blows up. Um, the play happens. And like you said, Ulrich, like, he has no ego, man. No pride. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. He's like uh, badly reading lines that are like fucking taped to the the stage like quite clearly right yeah this guy doesn't care and like uh, you said when they all laugh at yumi i don't get it yeah it's just it, it i bet sissy loved that <laughs> I, i'm sure she did but i just i i i don't know i'm like I, I, an entire room full of a d- grown adults just laughing. Laughing at a child who's embarrassed is who's embarrassed just because they're wearing a costume, like because they're wearing what? What is it? Because it's men's clothing. I don't understand I, what's funny there. I I don't get it either. We have uh, we have Blondie in uh, in in the Matrix wearing like fucking like cat arm like his persona his his kitty sleeves his kitty sleeves like and we're we're laughing because a teenage girl is dressed as a soldier like i thought she looked dope whatever (laughs) yeah what whatever anyways um to to rewind a little bit um i forgot to mention i thought it was kind of funny uh uh, we we talked about how uh the the big uh manipulation was um right was bringing um uh, Yumi's parents to the to the production by saying like oh like how do you have like how do you convince them to to get there oh I told them the other one wasn't going to be here and we Classic. we talked about we talked about how that was a sitcom trope but re- what I find really funny is that the mom shows up and the guy like at the door is the like, principal or something yeah. yeah yeah he he's like oh Mrs Yumi's mom hi. Where, where's your husband she's like oh he's not coming he he's really ill oh sorry to hear that so she goes and sit down and immediately fucking afterward that was pretty husband funny. shows up 
like within seconds shows up and he's like oh mr yumashima or whatever or i can't quite remember um oh mr yumi's dad i see you're feeling better what <laughs> what uh, and he's like your wife's already here and he's like oh thanks i just said talk- it, and instead of being chill what he does is he goes and sits down right beside her no no chill <laughs> no chill at all it's like no dude like you you sit somewhere else and then maybe during an intermission go and talk to try and go and talk to her and if she's not feeling it just be like okay well all right i'm gonna go back over here now yeah and and while that's happening um odd uh, kitty boy is kind of aware that he's feeling more and more weak and that he doesn't have full access to his powers, but he's with Alita now. And there are tremors. I think these tremors are important. When tremors happen in the Lyoko world, they call them pulsations. Okay. It means that Xana like took over or activated a tower somewhere. So that's their version of like a game or like ripples in, in time, the T-Rex making ripples and whatever. That's when they see the pulsations and the, the world shakes, they have to stop Xana, I guess. Maybe All I'm right. overthinking it. Anyways, they Maybe. fight some, they go, they go through a labyrinth and they're like, not a labyrinth, just what we need. And I'm like, are these common? Yeah, but that's what I was wondering. That's <laughs> something I was wondering about too. I'm like, is this a regular problem? And so he's going through the labyrinth, but just minutes earlier, it uh, showed him crawling. Labyrinths, my only weakness. Dance, magic, dance. No, no David Bowie, not, please. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, not, not David Bowie. Give me back my brother. Ah. <laughs> Big fan of Labyrinth, by the way. <laughs> and David never, Bowie. In I've actually never seen it. Uh, you would be pleasantly surprised, <laughs> I think. You know what? I'm going to make that the uh, movie commentary of the month one, one day. Um. So we had just seen him crawling with his like claws. I guess he can... Ro- go upside down with them but now there's a labyrinth with like 10 feet tall walls and he can't climb them mm. thought that was uh weird anyways jeremy is fighting he, he's swimming and he talks to himself and he's like okay jeremy how do you want to die freezing or laughing and i'm like that is really deep for a 15 year old or 12 year old or however old they are to an interesting joke for him to make i'm like that's like and 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 like spoilers for five minutes from now he dies, but I mean there's no repercussions because they have time magic, but he fucking dies, <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's like, okay, uh, I'll figure something out, and he holds his breath and like an Olympian swimmer goes underwater and tricks the fog by swimming like two hundred feet in one direction, and yep. I'm like, if you if you're not used to swimming. Man, I don't know if you can make it 20 feet. <laughs> uh, it's uh, well, I, it, well, I can't swim, so I can't uh, can't weigh, on, weigh in on this. You probably wouldn't have jumped in the water and you'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I don't get. Why doesn't he just splash water on himself? Because everyone else woke up and stopped laughing when they had water poured on them. Mm. And he's soaking wet. So how can it affect him? But maybe he doesn't know that. 
Uh, yeah, so... The fog attacks everyone on stage now. I can be in two places at once now. It's getting stronger. And I think that was represented by Xana taking over another tower. Maybe? I, uh, unclear? Sure, we'll go with that. So Sissy's freaking out, and she thinks that everyone on stage and the audience is laughing at her because I guess she put a lot of effort into the play. And the adults yeah. are just laughing at the kids, but the kids are dying. <laughs> right? Like, the, yeah. Or am I wrong? Were the adults oh, affected? They, uh, no, it's just the kids on stage, right? I think they, the adults get affected after oh, okay. this. I don't know. The kids are di- like laugh, like dying of laughter. And I don't know. In Back inside Turok Dinosaur Hunter, uh, the AI girl like gets into the tower, gets into the giant bong. And, oh, let's not forget Odd has psychic visions when he's in Lyoko. Oh. Y'all remember that? No. <laughs> he gets a psychic vision and Alita's like, what's wrong? And he's like, oh, nothing. Oh, he it's literally says, vision. I'm having a psychic vision. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he's like, go left. And, like, helps her. So he can astral project. I, I yeah. guess. I, I, sure. And um, she makes it to the tower. Just in time, seemingly. Yeah, she uh, she gets out her lighter and takes like a big. Uh, a well, she giant logs. <laughs> she logs in in the tower, and her username is Alita, and the code she enters is Lioko, and all the data falls away. And then we hear kind of like that VHS, like like that rewind sound effect, like, <laughs> and we hear Jeremy. Yell, return to the past now. But he's dead in the in the deep recesses of the basement. Actually dead. Yeah. So I'm like, how is that the is that the audio that plays? It's just Jeremy's voice saying return to the past. So they turn back time and they roll back fine. the rock, turn back the clock, if you will. Uh don't stop the rock. <laughs> Um, Roll back the rock to the dawn of time. It's from We're Back, <laughs> a dinosaur story, tale or whatever. Uh, so yeah, so they they roll back time and then everything is fine. But here's the issue that I have with this: it only seems to undo the bad stuff. Okay, because, so it like, rolls back time to before Xana. Because like everything, everything other than the bad stuff happening seems to like still have occurred. Like all the stuff at the at the play and whatnot i didn't think so i think just the kids because they're connected to lyoko right they're the teenagers with attitude they remember what happened but everything else is reset because they're like hey yumi Ulrich is like hey yumi at least we know how to get your parents back together instead of being like good point she snaps at them and she says, no, I'm never going to wear that stupid costume again. And I'm like. Yeah, that 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 that's why I was like, OK, so it undid all the bad shit, but like it didn't. Like that everything that we just saw still just occurred. No, because that's what I that's what I meant when um, they were like, at least we know how to get your parents together because it's a, a day or two prior now and the play hasn't happened yet. And so there, Ulrich is implying, 
hey, we can still get your parents together by doing the same thing. I, no, I see what you're saying. I just, I, I saw it a different way. You could very well be correct, and I could be wrong. I'm just saying, like, how I, like, why I was confused. Right. The first time I watched this, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> what? Yeah, and so Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, with his infinite wisdom, is like, I agree with you, me. You see, Ulrich, you're going to hack or have to sacrifice yourself one last time. Uh, what's the conclusion here? They convince him to play Romeo again, and he does. But this time, Yumi is hiding behind a stage piece and whispering the lines to uh, Ulrich. So he's delivering them a little bit better. Yeah, and someone pulls a rope and pulls up the stage piece, showing that Yumi and someone else are hiding behind the... Uh... Hiding behind, it was like a, a cardboard bush. Yeah, it's a like a bush. stage piece for a, a bush. Um, and then the audience sees them and starts laughing. So once again, Yumi gets laughed at on stage. For and diff the, different the nerd reasons, that was but... supposed to play Romeo is now playing the guard, and everybody laughs at the guard again in the audience. What is funny about the guard? I... <laughs> is it because it's a bit part and we should laugh at people who don't have speaking roles? What is the French humor there that I'm missing? I don't know. I, I also don't care at this point. <laughs> yeah, so both of the parents have been bamboozled. They're talking to each other, and they're like, where's Yumi? I thought she had a part in the play. Like you said, um, Jeremy kind of looks at the camera and wiggles his eyebrows, and he pulls up a rope, and both Ulrich and Yumi are behind the stage piece, the, the bush. And then the audience, like, bursts into laughter that's the funniest thing ever and yumi's parents like hold hands and they laugh together and everything ended okay ba, 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 yeah. that, that's actually how it ends ellen that's... sissy's angry she's like yelling at everyone calling them philistine <laughs> and saying you don't understand this is a tragedy not a, a comedy i quit I, I suspect her like raging at everyone is probably a regular thing that happens in this show. Yeah, I like her. I feel her. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. Yep. I was a drama uh, kid, so. Uh anyway, that was uh episode 15 of Code Lyoko. That was a, a thing that we we just talked about. Yeah. Uh so uh so so cal what did you what did you what did you think of all oh, here we oh, are go. going far um i like the intro um <laughs> watching the episode a third time got better each time uh the first time i really did not like that um it's a kid's show uh just like gravity falls i was an adult and i completely missed um the train laser come uh, last one the last episode we watched an episode uh, a halloween episode of gravity falls um it was all right and i'm, I'm kind of feeling that with this um, you, you said that you were too old for gravity falls though but like i was 31 the first time i saw that show it's not like um, it was i'm older was than you it's not, like, it's not like i grew up with that shit but that's what i mean i i feel like you had said that you were too old to have enjoyed or watched this. I feel like that for shows that I never watched in general. However, Gravity Falls, um, the voice acting is great. Uh, the jokes can be like really great. 
Um, this is from a different era. It's French. It clearly didn't have the same budget. The animation is a little weird and experimental. Um, but you know what? It, it grew on me. Uh, I thought I was going to come into this and just rip it apart. Uh, I think I hate it much less than you do. I would even dare to say I don't hate it. Uh, well, um, but you know what? Uh, we we are on. If if we're not anything, we're honest. Uh, on yeah, I, I'm sorry, bemused horseman, but uh, I I hated this this show. Um, I uh, y- you had said to me not to judge the the show. Uh, in its entirety based on this episode and i get where you're but coming he, from there but he does but i do will. but i do because cgi is very cheap it's bad the voice acting's bad i don't like most of the characters i feel like i could watch any episode of this show and feel the exact same way about it because those yeah, are it's better in french <laughs> Because those are like those are all elements that I assume are consistent throughout each episode. And yeah, like the the plot of this episode is dumb, like fucking laughing, like sentient laughing gas, like it's stupid. But like things like my issues with like the the char- finding the characters really unlikable, like the bad voice acting, et cetera, et cetera. Like that stuff's gonna persist throughout Patient the entire Predator series. Predator Ulrich. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I don't like this show, but, uh, but you know what? Cal, Cal, like seems to at least dislike it less. So, um, uh, we, we appreciate the fact that you've been supporting us on Patreon for the past few months. And, uh, um, I think the intro slapping, (laughs) um, I can see it like growing on me. Um, the, the only thing it, whatever like as far as it goes um the only uh criticism i'd have is lyoko the the virtual world is incredibly claustrophobic and small and dull it's just it's just dull go and watch reboot and it's a city there's so much things going on it's moving even with simplest sets and maybe it had a bigger budget it had a team that was used to 3d modeling the the world being barren is very is very much a budgetary thing like even but, you even yeah. you, even you go back to like the early episodes of Beast Wars like the exterior scenes are very barren and that was oh, because everything's of, just a canyon. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that was because of budget. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious what like Lyoko looks like like 50 episodes from here. I like I bet you it's a lot better if it had that many episodes, right? Like what 97? 97, yeah. Well, yeah, so um, Th- it's they're on out Netflix. there. They're they're out there. They, it's on Canadian it's, Netflix, at least. It's on Canadian Netflix. I didn't realize that, so uh, I paid. I bought an episode of this this episode on iTunes. Bought it on the the iTunes store. The funny for, thing is, by the way, two dollars. I use Christopher's Netflix. <laughs> like I have a profile with his Netflix. I do. Uh, yeah. So I I. That's like uh, extra salt in the wound for you. I, I wasted a dollar ninety nine on this episode. <laughs> well, because but you I know went... what you support, you support. Sorry, what were you gonna say? Oh, uh, nothing. It's fine. You went to like just watch, or you tried seeing what it was on. Yeah, and just watch said it wasn't available on anything. So 
I was just like, watch. It's full of shit sometimes. <laughs> some yeah, just watch. It's a it's a great service, but it's not always. It's only Perfect. correct about like ninety percent of the time. Ninety percent of the time, it works one hundred percent of the time. One hundred percent of the time. Also, uh, controversial opinion here, as someone who has now watched one episode of this and uh, the first six episodes of Reboot the Guardian Code. Reboot the Guardian Code is also not a very good show. It's better than this. <laughs> I haven't watched much of, I haven't watched any Guardian Code. Um, Not yet. <laughs> I will let you know when we, oh no, we're going to have to watch a lot of Guardian Code. Uh, uh, we, we have a reboot podcast. Say it ain't so. So, be me as Taurusman, if you want to do a Code Lyoko podcast, <laughs> I, I'll do it. <laughs> Uh, that's 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 all on you guys. I won't even produce that. We can do it, man. Uh, anyway, watch that. Watch that. Like, just become like super popular. <laughs> uh, Anyways, uh, that yeah, yeah that's that, Code Lyoko. That's Code Lyoko. Uh, this has been uh, episode ten of the Lasercomb podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, to talk about a show that probably only me and Cal remember. This was his choice. Uh, Extreme Ghostbusters, a show that lasted one season in 1997. I did watch this show because I, I grew up loving Ghostbusters and when Extreme, because everything was extreme in the 90s, when Extreme Ghostbusters came around, I was like, oh, sweet. And I watched the show and I, I liked it just fine. Um, but yeah, so, so Cal picked that for, for next week. So what we're going to do right now is we are going to live go, on the air. We are going to go to the trusty number generator.org website. And, uh, so, uh, extreme ghostbusters had 40 episodes. So random numbers between one and 40, and we're going to go start. I don't know why I'm mouthing sound effects. Anyway, we're going to hit stop and land on 29. 29. 29. Which is, I got uh, it, Till Death Do Us Start. Till. Okay. Till death a yuppie seeks protection from a dangerous ghost bride. That he unwittingly releases from an old boarded up wishing well. Oh, you know what? I I think I kind of remember this episode actually. I don't. I was hoping we get the horrifying clown one. By the way, a couple months ago I watched the clown episode, like on YouTube or something. Right. Ooh. I was uns it was unsettling. Well, because so, they can uh... infect people and turn them into evil clowns. <laughs> uh well so uh yeah next week we'll be back with uh laser Chrome podcast number 11 where we'll be talking about the 29th episode of extreme ghostbusters uh if you want to pick a show for to to make us suffer through uh go to patreon.com slash laser at the ten dollar and up tier you get to to do that doesn't matter what show it is we'll 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 cover it as is evidenced by this week's episode of the podcast um it's even more you know what's funny when i watched this like the first first time 
I was like, oh man, I can't wait to rip this apart. And then I watched it a bit more and I liked it. And I watched it again, like while we're reviewing. And I'm like, this all right. <laughs> it's not uh, perfect by any means, but it's, well, it's I, original. I, I'm the one who will get unfollowed on Twitter. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, so if you uh, want to, I can't wait for us to watch something that I hate and that you absolutely love. I was okay with Gravity Falls. Didn't you hate Strangers with Candy? I guess I didn't. Did love I not it hide either. that? Neither. <laughs> you disliked it. I really disliked it. It. It's one of those that when we reviewed it, I appreciated it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, and we 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 had a guest host on that episode, uh, Kate Rambo. She and, was gracious. Uh, uh, yeah, and like her enthusiasm for the like, I got a little caught up with her enthusiasm for the show. It's a, infectious enthusiasm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I'm it sure had funny I, bits. I'll give it that. I, I'm sure our time will come where uh, you vehemently hate something that uh, I end up really liking. Um, I I I don't even know if that like. I don't even know if that's possible really because like we we've talked about a lot of shit on like this and various other podcasts that we do and like we're we're either both like really on board with something really against something or or close enough or close enough or it's (laughs) like if you really dislike something i'm kind of in the middle or vice vice versa. versa yeah nobody there we're not like we we haven't really I don't think we've had any like truly like polarized opinions about anything. This is the closest where I'm like Code Oko has potential and you're like burn it to the ground. <laughs> Kill it with fire. With uh, fire. They'll stomp it out with their foreheads. <laughs> God. <laughs> Think of how expensive hats are in that world. That joke was better than this show. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> follow us. Uh, uh, go to Facebook on social media. Go to facebook.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. It's the central hub of this and all the other podcasts we do. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at lasercomb, spelled the same way. Cal, you are at neo underscore cal with a K. That's me. As I mentioned, we'll be back next week with the 30 or 29th episode of Extreme Ghostbusters. And until then, I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I'm NeoCal. And until next week, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. I am transformed. I mean, Code Lyoko. To another dimension.